The Movie Hour, episode 119, February 3rd, 2011. Spoiler alert, the our programming may contain both movie plots and swearing. Hello again, everyone, and thank you for joining us for what is our 119th episode. This is the Gary Busey and the Order of the Phoenix Movie Hour. I am Greg Maloney, and today I am joined by my usual partners in crime, James, my brother, and Jeff, everyone's Facebook friend. Welcome to the show. Hey, kids. How's it going? Well, thank you. Hi, Greg. <laughs> Hi, Jeff. I just want to let everybody know it's uh you know it's terribly snowy here uh and I for one have been trapped inside the house with the exception of going out to the uh driveway to shovel all day so I'm uh I'm feeling a little uh a little weird <laughs> a little a little awesome. have you been trapped with your liquor cabinet in the snow all day uh yeah I just don't know if I'm gonna have school tomorrow or not so I've been scared to drink too much <laughs> <laughs> too much and to spell out the the mystery of the the name. After I thought of Gary Busey, I'm like, what would Gary Busey be fun with? I think Gary Busey and the Order of the Phoenix would be a very funny movie. I'm going to put that together one day. It's going to be it's going to be an adventure. It's going to be awesome. And Gary Busey is everyone's favorite favorite and a friend of the show, obviously. Which is I like the idea of spreading the rumor now that Gary Busey played an extra in Order of the Phoenix so that people <laughs> get up and wind up finding this me talking about spreading that rumor. <laughs> that is genius! Yeah. Holy shit! I'm going to cater all of our names like that now. That is genius. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. It has been a really a really crazy week in like Jeff said in Michigan and across of uh, a lot of the Midwest got got shat on by a blizzard, didn't it? Not as much as they promised though. They were saying Not for us at least. They were saying I love that, I love that you decided to use promise. Yeah. <laughs> you guys promised me. Promise. <laughs> Hey, Bob, where was the eight inches you promised me last night? Yeah, we yeah. – Big surprise. The news takes a, takes a story of impending doom and turns it into uh, <laughs> into a major thing. Yeah. We probably – at the studios, we at least got like six to eight inches. We had the interns working sort of around the clock to clean my parking space out. But it's been uh, – we got in here. We're there. And uh, and it's a little – it's cozy. It's cozy. Jeff's stuck at home, but James, James and I are here ready to rock and – uh, and it's and even this even without the snow it's been it's been a packed weekend. I know Jim, you did this whole movie thing. I had I partook in, in what we call a, a video game weekend, which um, you may not all know, but I'm sort of a nerd, and I like playing video games and talking about pop culture, which is why I do this show, and uh, talking with you guys, which is also fun. But I like yelling at people too. So we uh, got together. Great group of people, like nine, ten of us, and just played video games for like forty-eight hours straight. And there was a lot of fun times, and uh, including just frequent guest uh, Jim P. Yeah, yep, frequent guest on the the show, Jim P. Frequent uh, co-host, and it's always a, always a great time. I appreciate the invite, and it's up in Oscoda, beautiful area, beautiful area, right in the lake. And uh, yeah, I'm back here, ready to rock. And I know Jim's been working hard, but. Uh, I guess we're going to be able to take it easy in a little while. Super Bowl's this weekend. Everyone's pumped for the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, Mildly. <laughs> Mildly pumped. It's going to My be... Bears didn't make it, so it's a little disappointed. Packers! <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Pack fan! Yeah, I love the Pack, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Jeff, I believe you have to weigh in on the Always Sunny thing. You did promise to watch the Always Sunny episode, right? Yeah, this yeah. So um, on Hulu, you can you can see uh, D. Reynolds shaping America's youth. The um, one of the episodes from the season of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and I watched it. And there was a little bit of controversy about whether um, there was a, a The Room reference in it, and. Um, <laughs> I'm going to weigh in as a fairly heavy, I think it was a room reference, um, but I, I'm not I, not as heavy. I, I actually rewatched, there's a sex scene, and I rewatched the sex scene from the room. <laughs> to make sure. To make sure. And also because I think Lisa's hot. And, uh, <laughs> Lisa looks hot tonight. Oh man, Lisa looks hot tonight. Um, so... <laughs> God, so no, um, so I think I think it is a reference, but it's not as strong a one as I originally thought. Let's let's draw the the line in the sand here, Jim. Where, where did you stand to begin with? Do you think it was, or did you just bring it up as a curiosity? Uh, it was a cur- curiosity, but I definitely think it was an homage to the room. I, I, it just seems too perfect to me. <laughs> just well, with his long hair, the candle lit, <laughs> even his position on the bed. It was just like I don't know. It just seemed the thing to is, me that it was definitely that. The thing is, and you, I think you've seen almost all of them now, right? All the Always Sunnies up to uh, I haven't seen a lot of the early episodes. Have you seen, there's the episode where um, the McPoyles take over the bar? Uh, sounds familiar. Uh, there's a Die Hard reference in it. Um, there's also, they do a reference to One Floor with Cuckoo's Nest, which is genius with DeVito to begin with. Uh, but... Those ones are definitely, definitely references, and they go like scene by scene, word by word, like word, just direct dialogue from the movies. And if they did that with those movies, why not just go overboard with the room? Because that it doesn't fit, it doesn't match perfectly, and I don't see why they wouldn't if they're making the reference. But it's not not that big of a deal. Well, it if just seemed about- to be like a like such a standalone scene to me. Like that was the entire thing. I don't know. Right. It's um. I don't know. Well, I guess if if anyone else wants to weigh on it, please do. But I, you know, the more room references out there, the better. The the richer America will be. So I've, I've got no problem with it. But it's just my opinion. I could be wrong, right, Jim? Right? Yeah, you could be. <laughs> you could be and are. You wrong. could be and are. How can you claim bullshit on a preference? <laughs> oh yeah. So after all this catching up of the weekends and all the tomfoolery that's happened. Um, Actually, Jim, we never heard your story of what you did in the weekend. You try to get out of it, but it's not going to happen. What what happened for you? Um, I did a, uh, a cool little thing on the, this past Sunday. It was a uh, fundraiser for a local charity, kind of like the local version of uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation. And uh, it's a theater that was kind of older. Uh, they just revamped it and is under new management. Uh, it used to be part of the Star AMC family, but now it's this Imagine Theater. And... Uh, they totally redid the theaters. The theaters are gorgeous now, and they serve alcohol, and there's special seating, and you can even like buy. Wait, specific... they serve alcohol? Yeah, they serve alcohol. Yeah, I I uh, found a lot about all about this on the weekend too. I think, and yeah. so I was playing Buck Rogers Countdown to Doomsday for Sega Genesis while you were. I was paying, doing charity work. Giving yeah. money to charity. <laughs> I did that on Saturday too with a bowling event too. So it was kind of funny. Oh, wow. But, uh, uh, Sunday it was a gym. Excellent person. <laughs> well, it's it was Jim's turn, you know. Jeff and I have been doing a lot of work, you know, for the studio and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So it's it was Jim's turn. But this but, this podcast is basically charity for <laughs> Greg, if not the listeners. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Sunday the deal was twenty five bucks, and they put a wristband on your wrist, and you just have free reign of the theater. Go to any movie you want to. Uh, it's still business as usual. They're still charging other people normal. 
you know, as normal, and you just get free pop and popcorn as much as you can eat too. So during the uh, what about the what about the booze? No, any, just any the pop and popcorn. No candy. Like you can still buy it, but yeah, no, no mm-hmm. uh, special favoritism there. Um, <laughs> and uh, they have weird seating. Like they have normal bucket seats, and it's you know it's pretty nice armrests, racks a little bit high back. But they for an extra two fifty, there's like the luxury ones, which are like leather and maybe a little bit roomier. But then for an extra eight dollars, there's these really special seats that I can't special. imagine. People, yeah, I can't imagine people will pay <laughs> it's this. It's also but, a toilet. Uh, no, it like vibrates and stuff when explosions go off, and it's really oh. bizarre. So it's like the little you know vibrator in your uh, you know. PlayStation controller or whatever. It's just the shock wave. It took you it. far too long to come out with the last end of the sentence. It's like your little vibrator in the, uh, the PlayStation, PlayStation controller. The yeah. top, uh, the back of your sock drawer. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> so, and we weren't allowed to sit in those unless the place was sold out and that was the only place to sit. But uh, like we were sat behind them one time and we could feel it vibrating on the ground, so it was kind of funny. But uh, so you yeah. Got, you got, you how, much those, how much do those <laughs> seats cost? They're eight bucks extra. No, I was just talking about the seats behind. Oh, behind. Us. Since you were feeling <laughs> I get residuals. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it was open from like 10 to midnight or something, and I managed to sneak in five movies while I was there. Holy Christ. Yeah, seven minutes shy of 10 hours worth of movies. That's crazy. So That's, pre- that's pretty good. And Extreme. honestly, I didn't see? feel it. Like, I, there was a, like one show that I needed to stretch a little bit afterwards, and that was it. Like, I didn't feel discomfort while sitting in them, so... It's nice. And the place didn't used to be theater-style seating, but uh, now it is. Oh, I'm sorry, not theater, but the uh, the tier, what do they call it? Stadium. 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 That's the word I'm working for. So now it's uh, what all a, done up. It's pretty nice. Was this a, did you know, like, a group of people that were doing this? Were you jumping around with others? Uh, my sister and my father. Okay. So I wasn't and, sure. I had heard that, like, they had heard, Katie had heard about it through um friend of the show, uh, Eric, yeah. Who, there was like, an email going around, there. but we okay. were the only ones who partook. Gotcha. And actually, the very first movie Katie had already seen, so she went to a different movie and then uh, met us up or met up with us later. Okay. So, Continue. Continue. But uh, yeah, so I ended up seeing five movies, uh, all brand new to me, so that's cool. Uh, I could have snuck in six if I didn't care about what I watched and just wanted to. You know, cram stuff in, but uh, yeah, we were up for that. Was it? Were you like grasping at straws to pull these movies out, or were you just like, okay, I need to see, I want to see all of these, I'm going to go after them, or did you just? There were a couple highlights and a couple just kind of fillers that were, eh, I'll see them, you know, whatever. Right. Because I compare it to, I'm at the buffet, you know, the the Chinese buffet, and you've got your, you know, your some of the pad thai, and then you've got some sweet and sour, and you don't want the sweet and sour, but it's right there, so you just take some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's the the spring roll. Like, okay, well, yeah, see it. Right, okay, anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, the two movies that I definitely wanted to see, I ended up seeing, so that was good. But, uh, yeah, so. It's all number, so, number one was King's Speech? Or was uh, that we started with Tron Legacy. That's okay. the one me and my father watched, and then Katie had watched uh, Black Swan because I'd already seen that, and she already seen Tron. Right. And uh, she actually started earlier than us, so she kind of jumped in with the movie afterwards, too. So she saw the second half of Tron Legacy again. Um, Which is the best part of this whole idea, just crashing yeah, in the middle. Yeah, you can just theaters. walk around. Yeah. Just... And they sold 500 tickets, so they're like a decent chunk of the people there were doing this. So it was kind of interesting. See, I like the idea that you're the only one with the ability to do this, and that, you go into cool. like several movies and just go fuck this and walk out, like make a big <laughs> scene. Like, because it doesn't really matter. Yeah. You can just go see it later. Yeah. 
But uh, so, it's mostly because I'm an attention whore. Yeah, we we started with uh, Tron, uh, then did uh, King Speech, then did uh, Green Hornet, then the Fighter, and then uh, my dad and my sister took off, and I saw Blue Valentine by myself at the time. So clock. you were on like a wow roller coaster of emotion I, going yeah. through the wow. day. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Closing it out with Blue Valentine too. Yeah. So yeah, Blue Valentine and the Fighter were the two ones that I really wanted to watch while I was there. So. I'd, those were my last two. So and we even snuck away for dinner for like an hour or something. Not even. But so what do we get? What do we get to hear about today? Um, I'll do a couple today and maybe you know, spread out you know some for tomorrow. Um, I guess I'll talk about this King's speech real quickly. Uh, since that one's already been reviewed, Jeff, you saw it and reviewed it. Uh, I don't know if it was last Jeff, week. Jeff, you were there. But uh, yeah, it's that movie. I was about, quite taken with it. Yeah, it was a pretty good movie. Uh, it's. It's that film about uh, King George VI getting over a stammering problem, and uh, it, it's a good feel-good movie, and it's got three really good performances by the main characters, all of whom deserve their Oscar nods that they got, I thought. Uh, Guy Pierce is also really good as uh, the the king who abdicates himself and you know passes on the throne to uh, his other brother. Um, but uh, abdicates, sweet, yeah, you like that, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, over, overall, a really good, solid flick. Um, I wasn't like super taken with it, like it was a, something special, but uh, it definitely has the the Oscar formula there, so I can see why it got nominated for the Best Picture Oscar. But, it's British, yeah, it's British. A lot There's of a British problem. People. Good performances, so yeah, good stuff. But, uh, yeah, I guess uh, the other one I'll talk about right now is uh, Tron Legacy. Um, yes. That's uh, your basic fun sci-fi action sequel to, to Tron, which I've never seen, so I'm just going off the, the sequel part of this. Uh, it's a story about a, a young man who goes looking for his long-lost father who kind of disappeared 20 years ago into this computer universe that he created. Um, the whole movie relies on just vis- visual spectacle, basically, and it, it does okay. I thought it could have used a little bit more... Visual spectacle, but uh, yeah, it did pretty really? solid. Yeah. Wait, did you see it in 3D? <laughs> I did see it in 3D. So you're the. I think you might be one of the one person that thought, okay, <laughs> they need way more effects in this movie. <laughs> it wasn't so much the effects, just what they did with them. Like, okay, that ship is lighted, you know, lit up. That's cool. Whatever, you know, just right. like show me something a little thing, a little bit cooler, you know. Just gotcha. Not so much the number, you know, the number of minutes dedicated to it, just the you know what they decided to do with it. But of course, Olivia Wilde's in it, and that's you know visual spectacle on its own. That's so. yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> so that that's helps. Not enough. But uh, yeah, going towards the uh, the 3D point that you brought up um, in the beginning of the movie, there's a like a text statement, and it's about 2D, and it says you know some of the some of the film was meant to be 2D, but keep your glasses on at all times; it'll still you know work correctly. So I found that interesting. So I was kind of like peeking over the top of my glasses to see which scenes were in 2D and which ones were in 3D, you know, just right. to, to check. And they kind of formulated it kind of like uh, Wizard of Oz in color. It was like all the 2D stuff was when they were in the real world, and all the 3D stuff was kind of in the grid, you know, the computer world, right. which I thought was kind of a cool idea. But then I started thinking about, like, you know what? I looked over the top of my glasses to figure this out, so I'm like, 3D couldn't have been all that cool because otherwise I would have figured it out without looking over the top of my glasses. So I thought that was kind of funny. Just right, like, that's after the first 10, 15 minutes, I j- you just get so used to the 3D, it doesn't, I don't know, it just doesn't affect me as much, I guess, anymore after that. And by the time Which, you're done watching the sh- movie, I feel like I've seen it in like tunnel vision because it's got the glasses on. And I don't know. It, 3D is still just a gimmick to me, but whatever. 
But uh, yeah, overall, just a, a good, fun popcorn movie uh, with some pretty cool visuals. Did uh, I had heard? Uh, it's obvious that the plot is nothing, but I had heard that it's oh, almost—it's yeah, it almost nothing. extra. Like if you think about it, your head's just gonna hurt because there's a situation where uh, Jeff Bridges gets sucked into the computer world, and I haven't seen the movie, but I hear there's like a discussion of like, okay, here, um. Like I'm aging, like he's actually getting older in that world, or no? Like, does they do they talk about the yes, aging process he's, while he's they're older, there? Yes, he is older, right? And then the discussion of like if they can leave it and how old they'll be when, like, will he be young when he leaves? Is his body out there somewhere and he's his mind um, is just in the computer world? Unless I missed it, yeah, I don't remember anything about them being older when they leave or anything like that. Right. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, never but, mind. The, but the let's plot is very basic. It's just we're in here. Like let's get out. Question that the uh, the kid with Asperger's lines up to ask. Well, there's so well, with you. Yeah. Whatever. You Isn't it true? This? <laughs> Isn't it? Is it not true? Uh, all right. Whatever. Fine. So you enjoyed it. You enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, it was a good fun movie. Fantastic, Jeff. Let's talk about your good fun movies. Let's let's talk about that. Then we'll come um, back. To, Jim will come back to your saga after okay. after Jeff. Now let's see. Uh, the the big one that I want to talk about is uh, I saw uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Finally, I, I found the time the, uh, over the weekend to, uh, to toss that in. I had it from Netflix sitting around for a while. Uh, three hours long movie. Um, did you watch? Have it? you guys have you guys seen it? I, I thought s- you returned the Netflix one. No, no, I was thinking about it. Oh, okay. but, uh, I, I saw this I have as part of the, the infamous list. Okay, and so yes, you saw it as a part of the list. Yep. Okay, Greg? I have not seen it. Um, here's how I felt about it, and I'd be interested to hear how, how Jim felt. Now, this it, is part it's of been a like seven years for me, but yeah. Okay, <laughs> all right. So, this is part of a trilogy. I believe it's the last one. Um, there was a fistful of dollars, a few dollars more, and, and the good, the bad, and the ugly, um, all of which feature... Uh, what's his face? Clint Eastwood, and they're all directed by Sergio Leone. I haven't seen the other two, so maybe that's part of it. I the score is awesome. Like the Jim, do it. Wow, that yes, yeah, something like that. Yeah. That doesn't come uh, over very well. Yeah. The, the, yeah, it, it, you it, don't it, have it, all the ooh, 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 and all that kind of stuff yeah. in the background. So I, I <laughs> bang. <laughs> yeah, uh, or, yeah, but it's a sweet score, um, and that's the best part of the movie, I thought, by far. Um, I do like uh, – um, I, I did think that Clint Eastwood was good along with Lee Van Cleef who plays the bad. Okay. Uh, but the sound is terrible in it, which is really distracting. Like the, the voices are all – like it sounds like everything's so Jeff, being dubbed. The whole like 10-minute standoff scene. Um, at the end? Yeah, where it's just close-ups of eyes and just them staring, not saying anything. Um, by the end of the uh, movie, I actually sort of expected that type of thing. So I guess um, <laughs> I, like, I, I guess I didn't – I thought it was kind of cool. Um, I thought that – I will – like I, I've been kind of down on this movie. Some of the some of the cinematography, for instance, the first shot is just this ugly dude's face. Not ugly, the guy that played ugly, but ugly, ugly guy. Like it's like a close-up shot, tight shot of this ugly guy's face in the sunlight. It's kind of cool. Um, like some of it was it was kind of neat. I, I kind of like that part at the end. It, it, it I guess was pretty intense. Um, yeah, but, I, I definitely liked it too. It was just it was just kind of interesting that it lasted so long. <laughs> it yeah, was weird. Yeah, was it, like, was, really? it was. It was really long. 
built a lot of tension and then like the tension was gone because you're like, okay, this is just going to keep going. So I'm going to go get a drink. I'm going to go have a booze. Have you, have you seen any of like any other spaghetti Westerns? Like I I know, I don't know. How does this compare to like once upon a time in the West? Have you seen that? I I don't like another Sergio. Okay. I mean, overall I liked once upon a time in the West better, I think. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, because I've seen that and it was pre- pretty dope. Two years, two years later, after the good, the bad, and the ugly. But who was in that? Uh you had big name actually. It was uh, what's that dude's name? The it's uh, Fonda, Bronson. Isn't it? Charles Bronson's in it. Henry Fonda's oh. in it. Um, yeah, Henry Fonda plays the bad guy. Yeah, sort of. Uh, like was Cleef in it? Because Levan Cleef was was is awesome. He played the bad guy in this. No. I don't believe he is in it. Yeah, that's a hot chick. I don't remember her name. He was in Escape from New York, though. He was in <laughs> Escape from New York. Uh, Claudia Cardinale, apparently, or Cardinale. Yeah. It says the, the girl. It's, yeah, an interesting movie, to say the least. A lot, a lot to be said about uh, the culture and the relationships between men and women back then. A lot, a lot to say. Uh, but, yeah, the, an excellent review, Jeff. Thank you for catching us up on 1966. So I, I guess let's <laughs> time travel back to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to, to Jim at, at the theater this weekend. Uh, all right, I'm going to talk about one that uh, I was pretty excited to see, uh, which was The Fighter, um, which is... Big time. Uh, pretty good movie. Uh, multiple nominations. Yeah, multiple nominations. Uh, Ooh, it's a separate incidents. Separate. <laughs> it's a true story of a, a boxer from New England named Mickey Ward. Um and he's managed by his mother and coached by his brother, Dickie, who is kind of a local hero. Uh, he's also a boxer. And in one of his older fights, he actually knocked down Sugar Ray Leonard and just became, like, the toast of the town. They called him, like, the pride of Lowell, Massachusetts and stuff. And so, basically, uh, uh, Dickie's kind of just uh, coaching Mickey now. Um Mickey's starting to get older and it's starting to run out of chances for, you know, for him to actually do something in the ring as, you know, as opposed to just being somebody else's opponent. Um, and the weird part is this, this film is kind of like half fighting and like half family drama. Um, his struggles out of the ring are, you know, just to deal with like just his family. Like his mom's just this overbearing uh, and controlling person uh, just kind of, bullies him into fights if you know need be uh the manager brother is unreliable because he's a crackhead and he's just never on time always at this drug house but yet he's you know he's old school and he's just you know doesn't want to let these two go because they are family um he started dating this new girlfriend doesn't get along with the family so i mean the film is actually 50 50 between the boxing and the strife that's created between him and his family. Um, the boxing part, or the boxing movie, I guess, in general, has been kind of done to death, but it's actually kept fresh a little bit with, well, for one, the performances, but I think the director also does a good job with the fights themselves. Uh, not a whole lot of slow motion is used. It's more like rapid fire, um, just kind of moving along really quickly. When I thought that was a, a good choice to make because the slow motion stuff is just right. Because as soon as you get to, yeah, as soon as you get to the ring, it's like thirty minutes of fighting when really it's yeah. two minutes. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. So right. so they, he does a they, they use it every once in a while, but yeah, it, for the most part, it's pretty rapid fire. Um, Christian Bale plays Dicky, the the former 
toast of the town, and he does a really good job. He deserves his Oscar nomination. He plays this the crackhead trainer and brother. Um, he it almost borders on a caricature, but it's I think it stays on the right side of acting for for him and they actually show a little clip of the real life people afterwards and it even brings it more to light how close his his uh, performance is um Mm. melissa leo is the overbearing mom role she does a really good job uh amy adams plays to the uh the fun to watch um girlfriend and it's fun to laugh because she's actually like this tough white trash chick which is totally unlike most of amy adams roles so it's kind of interesting to see that uh and mark Wahlberg does a pretty good job as as the main character uh, uh mickey um the three people that did get nominated adams uh melissa leo and christian bale definitely deserve their nod um the, the weird part is there's this family's got the two brothers but it also has seven sisters and they just hang out as like a posse kind of like in the family room or whenever there's some kind of argument, they're like the background, like peanut gallery. And it's funny because they can't deliver a line to save their lives. It's like watching <laughs> Greg's video he made with the high schoolers where they're just delivering lines just flat. It's, That's it's pretty funny. And one of them is actually Conan O'Brien's sister, which I also <laughs> found pretty interesting. Awesome. But, uh, so- I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, stepping back to the beginning of your review, you said you said something about how Christian Bale plays the brother cokehead, but he's old school, so he doesn't let them to, let those two go away. I thought you were talking about the cokehead addict and how he's, <laughs> he's an old school. Oh no, 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 cool. sorry, no. And, Mickey uh, is old school. He doesn't yeah, want to like ditch the cokehead or the overbearing mom. I was <laughs> laughing before you. I was like, oh, he's old school, so we can do coke. It's cool. No. Yeah. <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah, the, the parts old school. The parts with Christian Bale are are pretty heartbreaking at times because he's so out of it. HBO's following him around doing a documentary on him, and the whole time he thinks it's like, oh, he's going to stage a comeback, and you know, here's his story as a life of the boxer. But they're really doing a a uh, documentary on how crack fucks with people's lives, and it's it's sad to like watch him in disbelief and still think that he's the toast of the town. Where did you see this? Where? <laughs> no, 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 he's not actually talking about Christian Bale. Jesus Christ. No, no, I thought, he's, I thought he said they're following around the character that Christian, the, the person that Christian Bale is actually portraying. No, this is in the movie. The, oh, there's the actually movie. a documentary crew in the movie. Okay. It's part of the movie, yeah. I thought there was a documentary crew following around the guy that Christian Bale is portraying. No. <laughs> I thought he was old school and he liked cocaine. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. You lost <laughs> Greg is confused about all things Christian Bale. Speaking of, going back to the showing the person that they actually portray during the movie, do you guys like that? Like, It's I, at I, the I, end. It's at the end. It's like, right. okay, here's a little goodbye segment for them. Right, and I saw like our blow is the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah, yeah, blow. Uh, had like, that. you guys, what do you, what's your take on that? You guys, I think that's interesting. You guys, like, I do don't you mind up- it actually. I think it kind of just says, "Hey, reminder, this is a true story. Here are the real people." I mean, it's as long as it's not like thrown in there a lot. Like a couple of times, they showed a couple like photos, and you could tell it wasn't really. Uh, you know, Mark Wahlberg and right. Christian Bale. So you assume it's the real people. So a couple times they did that. It didn't really bother me too much. But Thanks. as far okay. as being necessary, meh. Right. Have you, you guys along those lines seen the movie American Splendor? I have. Um, do you remember the parts where he um, is on Letterman? Uh, I don't, actually. It's been a while. Since it's, I've seen uh, the, the movie American Splendor, maybe somebody can help me out with the, uh, the name of the uh, – 
Oh, what's the guy's name? He just type, passed type, away too. Type, 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 type. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, just earlier, like last year, late last year, he passed away. Uh, I'm gonna get the name right now. His name is God damn it, so much. Were you looking for like the what? main character, Chris Ambrose? No. Uh, Harvey Picar. There right. we go. Anyway, so Harvey Picar um was on Letterman quite a bit, like apparently, and. So Paul Giamatti would be dressed up exactly like he was dressed up on Letterman and then you'd like see him walk from like walk around like backstage and then he'd like walk on stage and they'd show you um like the actual like clips from Letterman right. with our actual Harvey P car. And I thought it was kind of cool. Like I didn't think it was uh, distracting. I thought it was kind of interesting. Cool. Yeah, yeah I, it almost lends like validity or something to the movie. It's just like, hey, this is real, you know. Mhm. But I don't I don't like my uh Suspended disbelief interrupted by real life activities bothers me. I don't know. But uh, give me my fantasy and just leave me alone. Thank you. But yeah, the fighter was good. It's uh, a good addition to the the boxing pantheon. The boxing cool. pan- fantastic. And if well, you were to rate boxing movies, and Rocky, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> boxing this, movies. This is Rocky with some family drama in it. Great. So raking bull. Um, is, it, is it better than no, Digstown? Is it better than Digstown? <laughs> I, I think so. Josh, uh, where does it, it rate alongside? Like, if you were to put it up next to Teen Wolf Two, <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk to that one because I've never seen Teen Wolf. Uh, well, I appreciate <laughs> you've never seen Teen Wolf Two. <laughs> Jason Bateman's greatest role. Yeah. No, I'm afraid. The I only haven't. character that came back was Styles. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad because he was good. <laughs> oh, all right. There's so, a whole. Uh, there's a whole. Do you love? Or yeah, do you love me now that I can dance? Like montage things, sort of like the Ferris Bueller's Day Off, uh, Twist and Shout. It's it's amazing. I think you'd really enjoy it, Jim. I would. I would highly it in the recommend queue now. Netflixing that. Uh, Fantastic times, fantastic times. Thank you for the reviews, guys, and um, we'll have the rest of Jim's. Real, movie, real quick before we move on, it. just because I'm curious, what did you think? Uh, I don't want, need like the whole rundown, but Green Hornet, where, 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 where was your head at on that? Uh, Are you gonna see it between now and the next podcast? Is that why? You want to know? It's a, a uh, yeah. real, real quickly, and I'll talk about it more a little bit next week. But real quickly, oh, it, okay. Well, I guess, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> real quickly, it was, it was pretty silly. It's definitely. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't see it in the theater. Okay. Interesting. Then no, I won't see it. Between <laughs> no, no, no yes. I won't see it. Uh, before we... <laughs> movie reviews out of the way, I didn't want to completely displace the high owners Hollywood hoopla. Just a couple of things. Very important. Really just because I wanted to shove this in Jeff's face. Warner Brothers purchased the movie rights to the book series by Gregory McDonald that centers around a character we all lovingly know as Fletch. God bless him. All signs point to a reboot... Will God allow this to happen? Oh, let's go to Jeff first, since this is Jeff's one of Jeff's big movies. He likes. So, did, did you did you dig this out of an Entertainment Weekly that came out ten years ago? Is Kevin Smith still doing it? Or yeah, it? yeah, exactly. Kevin Smith was supposed to be doing one that dropped a while ago, but yeah, yeah. along with the Superman that he was supposed to be doing, yep. and uh, everything but Jersey Girl. And regardless, out. Warner Brothers decided to uh, pick up the rights to it. So you it's know, somebody's. Happening. Somebody's moving. Somebody's moving, Jeff. They're going to ruin your, your childhood right here, right now. It's, it's not happening. Have you guys even seen Fletch? Fletch is amazing. I have seen Fletch. I think you forced me to watch it multiple yeah, times. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's a good movie. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. I've seen Fletch, too. If they redo it, they've got to make it – if they redo it, they've got to make it totally different. Like they can't do the, the Chevy Chase style character because it will just fall flat. 
I'm, I'm, it should just be Bruce Willis just shooting the shit out of people. Well, I, I have the I have the ears to many of the movie executives out there. I'll let them know that what we think immediately. And uh, yeah, I, going on to more of the the rumor mill of things that probably will never happen. Uh, as you do all know, though, Die Hard Five is actually gonna ha- is gonna happen, but it's rumored that Hans Gruber himself is gonna have a relative there in the movie ready to fight Bruce Willis and again. His, John McClane-ness, yeah, again. Uh, and I just, like, can we not do better than this? You know, hey, Die Hard 5, all right, we need a bad guy. We need a bad guy. We've got, you know, sort of homegrown terrorists. No, no. You know, how about somebody outside? No, no, we're not going to do that. Relative of the guy that we dropped off the building first time did that once. Let's do that again. That worked out pretty well. And, oh, God, I don't even, like, where do we go with this? Is this is this even possible? I see that the the daughter is actually mentioned as as a possibility, and right. I, I think they need to spruce it up a little bit more and actually have like one of John McClane's relatives involved too. Maybe like his brother, who's married to Hans' sister. Talk ooh, about awkward. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh. I do like that. Yeah, that's very interesting. What does John McClane on... do? Does he fight? Does he not? <laughs> Christmas <laughs> with the in laws has never been so tough. <laughs> I like it. Oh, it's I always, really, I always just pictured like Hans right? Gruber's I'm saying I'm a genius. You guys can. <laughs> I always just pictured Hans Gruber's daughter, like this movie turning, going from non-action to just emotional drama, just trying to find emotional closure for her dad's death, and having to approach John McClane and bring him in as like a father figure for himself or for herself in the end. Like that. <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to have more to do with like her being able to kick really high. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible, very possible. Uh, that that is going to be all all we have for the High Hunters. I would. I wanted to move this right along to the Parker Posey play along. Ooh, interesting. I'm going to have to use that more often. And, uh, yeah, this brings us to our question of the week. Jeff had uh, last week's question. The question was, who is your favorite movie lackey? And I'll just jump ahead and say that the questions brought up after the show were much better than the ones we brought up at, during the show, uh, for sure. And, uh, Jeff, if you just wanted to point out, point out anything, anything you'd like to um, a couple of really good ones. Uh, let's see, Otis from Superman, Mister My answer was terrible, Jim. I don't know how you feel about your answer, but yeah, any of the all the answers brought up afterwards were amazing. I my, my I really liked the one that I came up with after. I can't even remember the character's name, but it was the guy from Ghostbusters two that Vigo the yeah. instructor. It's Vigo. Like that. <laughs> yeah, that guy. It's Vigo. <laughs> Who is that guy? Like, yeah, it's just. Some uh, is he a comedian? How did he? How did he get that role? Who is... He was in the movie Dragon Slayer, and he was on uh, Ally McBeal. That's right. And he was he was in the Don't trailer also. Oh really? Wow, mm-hmm. that's very interesting. Don't, don't. Awesome. That, uh, that guy's great. That's a great answer. And uh, KBW's answer was also fantastic. And yeah. uh, oh, I like how great. she threw in the quotes, the quotes of all of it, also. Uh, but anyhow. This brings us to my question. I have the question this week. The Parker Bowles, you play along. Question will bring up the Gunga Pit. And it's so, this, this is sort of a long one. So, might not make it to Facebook because it's like 10 paragraphs long. It's intense. It's out of the box. It's going to be really hard for you guys to answer. And yeah, it's, it's intense. And uh, was it the best of times or the worst of times? Yeah. <laughs> um, right. So, for those of you that, haven't met me while I'm drunk. I, I like to think deeply about, you know, deeply about things from time to time. 
and this was the case when I watched uh, Colbert Report, which, Jeff, you might have seen the episode. Uh, it was a recent one. They had uh, the no, scientist I... Brian Green on showing uh, oh, like a I... book. <laughs> yeah, Brian Green. Brian Green. He's one of the world's leading string theorists, you know, deals with questions about parallel universes and other shit. I just don't understand. Anyways, I do know a little bit about movies. I'm thinking about movies going on and some parallel universe got me to thinking. And this brings us to our Parker Posey. If anything that can happen does happen in all these other parallel universes, and you guys really should look into this stuff. It's amazing. Then that means, yeah, get ready. Get ready. Chocolate with sprinkles. Yeah, no, this is good. You're going to like this. You... Airbud 2. If anything that can happen does happen in these other universes, you know, with enough time, all this happens, then that means... There are three people from Hollywood in our universe. Think about three people in, ho- in Hollywood in our universe that do a movie hour podcast in a parallel universe about a movie that you just made. <laughs> so you want us to come up with three people that do this? Three people that are making the movie hour in the parallel dimension. Reporting about us. <laughs> a reporting about a movie you just made. It doesn't have to be like it's you know general you, but okay. yeah, us. If in terms of the show, so what you basically us. set up is like an American Idol type situation for a movie that we <laughs> kinda, kinda don't have to name what the like bonus points if you want to talk about the movie you made, but you need to pick three people from our universe that are in some other universe that are doing a movie hour podcast. So. Is the people that we're trying to identify here, are they the most likely to do a podcast? Or is it people that we would like to see doing the podcast about us doing Definitely the ones you'd like to see. Just okay. take would them. you recommend that we use any kind of logic? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Logic out the window, please. Um, it's... It's a fantastic question, guys. It's fantastic. I'm going to cheat it, a little bit. Just the one it, It's great. Knows. And for the sake of people's sanity, like in my answer, you can do whatever you want. But in my world, my parallel universe, I'm just going to assume that these people I pick have the same personalities, you know, characteristics that they do in this parallel universe. I would hope so, because so. then it'd be impossible to do. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Right, right. So, yeah, first answer, first of the three, <laughs> Sir Patrick Stewart is on there. <laughs> okay. Uh, the guy's completely amazing, and in our universe. Um, well, he's completely amazing in our universe. And if I'm going to be dealing with science fiction, I totally want this guy because he played Captain Picard in our universe, spewing opinions about you know the latest. And he's got a sweet voice. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, and he's got a sweet voice. So you know, it's, he's going to be good. Number one, number two, to you know, this is like symbiotic. They've got a nice relationship. Scarlett Johansson will be number two. Uh, you know, because I just want Scarlett Johansson to be talking about me in some other universe. That that makes me feel good. And. Uh, Number three, big boy John Candy, because uh, I know he's dead in our universe, and it's heartwarming to know that he's God dead. damn it. I was going to bring somebody back from the dead. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I, sorry. I like okay. the use of uh, bringing people back to life with your parallel universe. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, he's going to be out there making jokes about me in some other some other world. So that those are my three. They can, you know, again... <laughs> Anything's possible here, people, and it, it, it's, a, it's a brain buster. It's a brain buster, so see if you can handle it. And it's going to be really hard to answer on the air, so don't feel bad or don't feel uh, harsh toward Jeff and Jim for having terrible answers because it's going to be tough thinking about these on the spot. So, uh, Right, so <laughs> does anything come to mind for you two? 
Uh, yeah. 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 I think I might yes. have an answer. So, uh, you want All to right, you go. Go. All get him. Right. Get him. Um, <laughs> another one of my ideas. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm worried about the the uh, the chemistry between these three, but right. I was thinking about that too, but I sort of yeah. yeah mine, mine's going to be interesting. It, it's two A personalities, but uh, the first person I'm going to go with is uh, John Favreau. Actually, <laughs> okay, okay, um, and it's kind of cheating a little bit because I don't know if anyone's ever seen on the. I think it's the independent film channel. He's got actually got a show where he's got, it's called dinner for five or something. And he brings in four people and they talk about shit. And it's usually like he brought in the cast of elf when he was doing elf and kind of just talk bullshit with it. So I'm picturing him as kind of like my MC, you know, like the host of the show type of person. Oh, like Craig. Yeah. Kind of like Craig, I guess. So Jan, John Favreau, John Favreau instead of Craig. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, my second, and I'm only bringing this one up because it's John Favreau. So I'm going with Vince Vaughn for a little bit of comedy. Just doesn't really have to be on topic. Just kind of you know poking fun at a bunch of shit. Okay, All right. I like that. So he's the humor. I got person. it. And then I decided I needed someone cerebral about movies in there, and <laughs> someone you know who's not willing, you know, who's willing to just say whatever comes to his mind. So I'm going with Quentin Tarantino. Uh, I just think he'll be pretty entertaining as someone just spewing shit about someone's movies so yeah i saw that movie i'm, I'm worried about that. the vince vaughn quentin tarantino relationship but i'm hoping john favreau can keep him balanced so that's my three that's so all right so vince vaughn is jeff i guess in this situation you get um i guess I don't if we're know. gonna do that if we're gonna do that comparison <laughs> I'm Vince Vaughn. <laughs> Who's the big winner at the casino today? Mikey's the big winner. <laughs> um, awesome. Right. I like I like those answers. Yeah, let's let's see if Jeff. So can match. I cheated a little bit with the Favreau, but I'm taking it's it all right. Anyway. I'm taking it's it. all right. Like they can have that relationship in this other parallel universe. Well, right? I just met with him hosting a show already. And... Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, so I was gonna bring uh, Paul Newman back from the dead because I just think he's a wonderful human being, and he he he, uh, you know, maybe could make some more salad dressing and whatever else that he was up to. I don't know. I just, I really like Paul Newman. Um, but he's still out there, Jeff. Even if you don't pick him, he's out there doing a podcast about right somewhere. Yeah. So I don't have to. Yeah, I don't even have to worry about it. Perfect. So that's one. Uh, this, the second one that I wanted to pick is uh, Morgan Freeman, just for the voice. Yeah, <laughs> I was yep. thinking about that too. Uh, All star voices. Just make and <laughs> comments about people that are dead with Morgan Freeman's voice. <laughs> <laughs> and then the third, I, 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 I want to since it is a parallel universe, I want to pick a uh, uh, five years ago Bobby J. Thompson. Um, <laughs> I like it. Wait, wait, wait! I don't know who this is. Who's this? It's it's the little kid that swears a lot and he's in like role models. Okay, yeah, yep, I know who that is. Yep. Yeah, and he's just got a really foul mouth and it's funny to listen to a little kid swear. And I want to listen to a podcast with a little kid swearing. <laughs> Why does that have to be him five years ago? Like he's already young. Because he's not a little kid anymore. It's funnier when he's a little kid and he's swearing. Don't you know anything about comedy? He's fourteen. Yeah, it was a lot funnier when he was yeah. nine. Fourteen-year-olds are all foul mouthed. Yeah, oh, yeah. What's point. funny about that? Good point. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. So you guys, I'm, I was worried about you guys being able to come up with the uh, answers on the spot. It's a very cerebral question, so I, I wanted to make sure. Yeah. You guys went with like the all voice team or something. Morgan Freeman, James Earl Jones, and like Sam Elliott or something. <laughs> that is pretty good <laughs> off the top of your head. You, uh, I actually I thought about it sort of your way before too. Like 
chemistry maybe relating to what we're like now you know it's true we didn't think about chemistry before we started this pod yeah no, no. <laughs> fantastic point yeah. jeffrey that's why you're on the show it was more of like uh do we have any volunteers anybody <laughs> anyone yeah i don't do much he works for peanuts right right yeah i i'm just happy we're all here guys it was another fantastic episode and i know it's Snow sort of an issue. You know, weather's a problem. We'll get back to Hollywood soon. Don't worry about it. But uh, I'm happy you guys were here, and uh, thank you both for the input. We'll see you again soon, I'm sure. Thanks for stopping by. Hell everybody. yeah. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, drive safe, people, especially, um, you know, if you're going to be stupid and go out in the snow or if you have to go out in the snow. That's not stupid if you have to. But, you know, <laughs> if you don't have to, don't go out in the snow because that's stupid in that case. Yeah, yeah. And bring, like, survival weather gear with 10 flashlights, 20 gallons of water, and, like, two winter coats or something. That's what the news said. Bring all that stuff. Uh, thank you all, again, for joining us. This is the, the Gary Busey in the Order of the Phoenix Movie Hour. We'll see you later. say it. that's not gonna work all right i'm gonna say it ready go <laughs> it three seconds off. later don't tell me you guys just got fucking cut off again and <laughs> oh. oh jim got cut off too oh yeah and i didn't even hear go <laughs> whatever that's the word ready it's just right after ready boom it's cut okay place. i'm right. gonna say ready go jim ask your question we are going all right go and uh <laughs> uh yeah and bring the laughter back in bring the laughter because it's such a great question all right ready go